Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials. We are out there, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to us on Spotify for podcasters. Yay, two podcasts in a row. I got it right. Oh, pretty soon it'll just roll off the tongue like Think Tank Sports does. Or watch this uh, ridiculousness on YouTube as we continue to post videos of our podcasts on YouTube. So here we are. Uh, it's the Monday after Easter. Uh, Mike usually does the weather update, so I'll leave that. Um, it's the Monday after Easter. The NBA regular season is done, finished, put to bed, if you will. We're going to talk about it, though, mm -hmm. so it's not quite put to bed. Uh, and we're getting ready to roll into the play in tournament and then ultimately the playoffs, the actual playoff games, which will start this coming Saturday. Uh, so we got a lot of NBA to talk about. There's a lot of compelling storylines and awards and draft status and positions and everything else, but gotta talk with Mike about this too. I can't do this by myself. So big guy, how you doing? I'm doing good, Dave. Thanks for asking. Uh, I'll give the weather update. It's uh, like 55 degrees with a cool breeze. So furnace is on. It's too hot. Windows are open. It's too cold. Such is life here in uh, upstate New York. But uh, the post-Easter weather certainly can be interesting. Um, Dave, this is the NBA podcast and the regular season has come to an end. But uh I'm going to promote our two Twitter polls out there because we're not really going to do an NFL podcast between now and August. Um, <laughs> but there is off field Twitter uh, NFL stuff that we're yes. interested in your opinion on. The first one is uh, where will Lamar Jackson play next season? Options are the Dolphins, the Colts, the Commanders or the Patriots. And uh, right now, if you go to Twitter, Instagram or Facebook, you would see the Colts are leading with 41% of the vote. Commanders at 31. Um, mm. Dolphins and Patriots rounding up the back end. Now. That being when, said. When we put that poll up three days ago. Yep. We did not know the news that came out this morning uh, here on uh, April 10th. Odell Beckham Jr. has signed with the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Now, you got to think, Dave, he's not going to sign with them without knowing that Lamar is coming back and going to play there, right? He's well, not I mean, you, you don't like Tyler Huntley? I think he's a fine human being. Yes. <laughs> His parents did a good job no. raising him. Yep. No, point well actually taken. has some potential. You he know, certainly but does, but he is not Lamar Jackson. Right. I agree. You, ha you have to think that that's the case, but. Yeah, who knows? Who where knows? where is where in the world is Lamar Jackson? Uh, he and Carmen San Diego are somewhere. Uh, <laughs> ah, very good. Out. Very uh, good, my friend. Picking up okay. what I'm putting down. And so we begged to ask the second question of our Twitter polls that are out there uh, currently: How will OBJ's career go with said Baltimore Ravens? Options are all pro, a productive alpha, mediocre, or flame out. And uh, right now, very early in the voting, 
67% for mediocre, 33% for productive alpha. And if you're good at math, you know, no votes yet for either all pro or flame on either extreme. So Dave, what do you think real quick before we pop to the NBA? Let's, I'll, let's make the assumption Lamar is his quarterback. Okay. Oh, if he's, if he's there, I think all pro, uh, you know, but, and I think if I had to really? guess, that's why Three our tens ACL of fans. Injuries. Yeah. Okay. But I, you know, I think our tens of fans are, are, you know, skeptical as, as sure. I know I am, is Lamar Jackson going to be there? Um, but I think if he's there, he has the potential to be an all, be an all pro. I, I don't think there's any question yeah. there. Um, yep. Again, we didn't ask about potential, but yeah, I, I think yep. it's a it's a great match. Uh, Lamar Jackson's never had a really, he's never had an A one or you know one B receiver no. even. So to have an uh, Odell Beckham, who's you know fairly well rested and healthy, I think would be just yeah, tremendous. He took a whole year. He's well rested. He had a whole year off from his. Uh, yep. And he didn't play much the year before that. Right. <laughs> Right. So but we did see him toasting people in the Super Bowl. So, you know, yes, that's a factor. Yep. Uh, speaking of toast, the NBA season is toast, Dave. See what I did there? <laughs> oh, um, very nice. Let's see. We got music. We got food. We got football. When are we going to get to basketball? Yeah, let's do it right now. <laughs> uh, I think the NBA has got a big problem on their hands, buddy. Uh, in my recollection, and granted, my memory isn't what it used to be. This might be the least valuable regular season I've seen maybe ever, but certainly in a long mm. time, this regular season, uh, it was always kind of a wink and a nod that the regular season doesn't really mean that much. And the good teams are going to win enough. And, you know, yeah, they're worried about playoff positions, but not really. And, you know, when the playoffs hit, everyone cranks it up a couple notches but this season, Dave, and, and, you know, Certainly, I'm interested in how you feel about it. The se- the regular season was, you know, a dud to me. I mean, there wasn't even, like, some classic games. There was a few moments, I guess. But really, when you have the league's gone so far now to admit that the regular season doesn't matter, uh, the players, the coaches, essentially just verbalizing it and, and nothing more. Uh, re- recent or obvious than the Dallas Mavericks and what they did Friday night, buddy. Um, out and out admitting that, you know, they are tanking and even Jason Kidd, who's no rocket scientist, by the way, not the, you know, sharpest tool in the shed. Uh, <laughs> when God said brains, he thought he said trains and Jason Kidd said, I'll take the caboose. You know what I mean? That's what he's got going up there. <laughs> Uh, uh, he has a press conference before the game telling everybody, you know, that Luca's not playing Kyrie. Now, Luca ended up playing 13 minutes Friday, mm, um, 12 was, minutes and 35 seconds. Oh, not you. 13 minutes. It was in a for those of you, Slovenia night. Yes, in, keeping track at home. Yes, yeah. in Dallas. Yep, in Dallas. So, Luca is from Slovenia if you're not paying attention. So, I wonder if. It wasn't international Slovenia night would he have played at all. Um, but there's a bigger question here, or a bigger issue, is just the flat-out tank, okay? Yep. Uh, they still were uh, alive for a play-in game opportunity. 
you know, yes, they, they had to win and they needed some help from OKC, whatever. Yep. But that's not the point. Um, they were not eliminated from the playoffs and they, they were, were not the last game. Um, and they sat everybody to intentionally lose the game to improve the possibility of a better draft pick. Because remember, just because they're, you know, the 10th worst doesn't mean they're going to get the 10th pick because of the weighted system. Right. The way they changed the lottery a couple of years ago. Yep. Right. So they increased their chances from like 22% to 82% as far as the top 10 pick. All that being said, boy, this really, this really didn't sit right with me and rattled my cage. Uh, how do you feel about that whole situation? <laughs> I well, don't know the question. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a couple of things. Um, first of all, the, so this decision as it has been put out in the media came down from owner Mark Cuban and the general manager of the maps, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think one of them was available for comment? Answer is no. I'm not even going to give you a chance. They stuck poor Jason Kidd, planes, trains, and automobiles, as you discussed just before, and they made him fall on the sword in front of the media. And he had to, you know, basically defend this asinine decision. Let, let, let frame this. I'll frame it this way. Okay, buddy. Before the Kyrie Irving trade, the Mavericks were in fourth place in the western conference okay fourth place so you're talking a home playoff game in the yeah, home game. home yeah home, home series advantage. right you're yeah. playing the five seed and you have home court they went seven and 18 in the last two months of the season and five and 11 in games that Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic played together Oof. Now, I mean, that's, that's freaking bad. Okay. Freaking bad. Um, But the bigger piece is these last two games and it's just shameful. It's just absolutely shameful that they don't, they sit everybody Friday against the bulls. They sat everybody Sunday as well. Luca doesn't even play. I mean, nobody plays on Sunday Um, and it's right. So that, as you mentioned this draft pick, so if they had made the playoffs mm-hmm. as you know arguably the 10th seed then right. they would have uh given up that top 10 pick to the Knicks as part of the Kristaps Porzingis trade okay. so this this was this was the rationale instead of trying to get in the playoffs for a team that by the way, got to the Western conference finals last year. Right. Um, this is not a team that's been rebuilding for years no. or is the middle of a teardown. Nope. Not at all. They say, Nope, we're pulling the plug on our season with two games to go again. They needed some help. Like Mike said, um, you know, and to quote our good friend, Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. <laughs> but apparently in Dallas, you do not. And oh, by the way, this is not the first time this has happened in Dallas. If yes. you go back to 2018, same thing. And the, Mark Cuban got fined 
Um, and it admittedly said that they were tanking. Um, and that was, uh, you know, at the end of Luca's uh, rookie year, rookie year when it was the last time they didn't make the playoffs. Ha, figure that one out. <laughs> Mike, the, the league needs to come down hard. Now they've said they're investigating. They need to come down hard. $600,000. I, I, I mean, that's just ridiculous. Um, come down hard would be take away a draft pick. They're, they're not going to do that. I mean, okay. they're just, I, I'd be shocked if they did. Well, there's only two rounds, right? In the draft. Yeah. Yeah. So take away that pick that they just, that they just coughed up clearly right. to get. They benched everybody. Take that pick away from them. I would. I would advocate for a million dollar fine and yes, absolutely. Maybe bumping them to the end of the round. I don't know if I would advocate taking away a pick because there's only two. Um, and granted, they're the ones that created the situation. Nobody yep. owes them anything. Uh, but for the sake of the integrity of the draft, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, I get that know, too. That, that makes sense. The end. Uh, it would be my million dollars and you get the last pick instead of yep. wherever you were. And everybody uh, else like moves up one. Right. Right. Yep. I'm so disappointed in Mark Cuban oh. um, for making this decision. Really the competitors, I, I know he's going to, uh, you know, fast talk around it and use circular logic to justify it. Or not talk bottom, at all right now. Right. But right. <laughs> so you made a great point. He doesn't even show up. So not only to make a decision like that, to take the coward's way out and not show up to answer yep. the questions uh, is absolutely ridiculous. And I agree. The NBA needs to come down and they must go down hard. Yes. On, on the Mavericks. Okay. But let's, uh, Let's move on from this ridiculous Dallas Mavericks situation. Um, so, something you said as you let off the segment, Mike, that I want to come back to. Sure. And it, it's just, I want to give some numbers and then just get your reaction. Okay. So you said, and I don't disagree with you, okay. um, that this has been one of the biggest duds of a regular season. Um that you can remember not any memorable games. The one that comes to mind though, is that Kings, it was Kings Clippers, right? The, right. that was like the one seven. I mean, that game was tremendous. Yes. Might be the best game of the year, but like it, that kind, of, that kind of stands on its own. Yeah. And definitely yeah. defense optional. I mean, if you want, we, and we talked about it, but the stat I wanted to bring to you and I saw this today and I could not believe it. Frame this however you like. You think about where we are as a country, where the economy is, all these things, the status of this dud of a regular season in the NBA. The NBA this year, Mike, set a record for attendance at NBA games. Really? All-time total attendance record. They beat it, uh, the previous record, I think it was 1718 by 109,943 fans. Mm. Now, keep in mind that number is padded by the San Antonio Golden State game in the Alamo Dome this year, where they got 68,000 fans. Okay. 
but they still beat it by 40,000. Right. And you think about the cost of games, again, the duds of the regular season, the, you know, load management where players don't show up record attendance in the NBA. What say you? Well, a couple of things. First of all, we as consumers have the ultimate power in this situation. So if we want to see a more competitive, consistent um, regular season as far as the stars playing, then we need to stop going to uh, all these games live. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if I had, I haven't done any research or anything about this, but if I had to guess, I would say the secondary ticket sales certainly have helped secondary market. So Mm -hmm. um, there's been a lot of improvements in the technology and the availability uh, of these seats uh, the day of the game or the day before, you know, the last minute sales. Secondly, you're seeing gambling legalized in most of the the country at this point, Uh, at least the states that have NBA um, cities in them. Yep. So I think those two things combined probably gave it a little goose uh, in the attendance. Um, And so it's definitely a dichotomy versus what I'm saying about a dud of a season. Yeah. Um, Ultimately, though, you can't keep putting out this non-competitive regular season and asking people to show up for 82 games. Yep. And um, giving them an inferior product. Mm-hmm. It's saturated. And, and so I'll be interested to see if next year what the numbers do. Number two, we're also coming you know, off the bubble of 2020. And people are still going back to live events more. Yeah. Um, so I think that had maybe a little factor also mm-hmm. now that I'm right. talking out loud. So yes. that's my, my overall feeling is I'm very surprised by that stat, by those numbers. Um, and I'm definitely going to be keeping an eyeball on it in the next few seasons. Yeah. I, it, it shocked me. Yeah. Shocked me. And arenas were filled to an all time high 97% capacity. Wow. Well, good for the NBA and good for the players. Uh, sure. I mean, you know, the, these veteran minimums are going to go up. You know, we're, we're already seeing, you know, the 12th to 15th guy on the bench making more money than our heroes, Larry Bird or Magic Johnson ever made in their career. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it's just there's, that, far, there's that far out of whack. But ooh, that's interesting, Dave. Very, yep. very good. Um, very good point. So do yeah. you agree with me you said you know you kind of mentioned you did about the season being a dud do you feel as strongly as i do that uh, this regular season products become inferior oh i I don't think there's any question um now uh, the flip side of that um which geez you'd love to see the nba take advantage of this sure Uh, there are so many unbelievable players in the NBA right now. There are so many. Um, and to, to be load managing them and, oh, you know, well, remember when we talked about college, the college game, yep. those players are in the NBA because the G league isn't still isn't, you know, a true minor league feeding system. Closely. Yep. It's closer than it's ever been. 
mm-hmm. you know, European ball, but college ball's down because people are one and done. Um, and so there's that that group of uh, 20 to 23-year-olds that would be sophomores in college or seniors in college are in the NBA. And to your point, making uh, the talent pool that much stronger when you have you know, a five-star recruit that was one and done and, you know, had a, you know, an All-American season in college, and now they're in the NBA as your seventh, eighth guy off the bench. And that's just a big uptick in talent um, for all of these rosters. So that's a, that's a, another another great point by you, Double Dip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but that being said, you know, definitely a lot of, a lot of dud games, you know, where guys aren't playing second games of back-to-back or first games of back-to-back where right. they're just not going to play the stars. Um, and the product suffers for it, you know, and again, you know, the mindless fans are continuing to go to the games. Um, but at the same time, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, it, it, it's tough you know, but scoring is at an all-time high. We've talked about this a couple different times. You know, the the games are not duds. I mean, this is not from an offensive perspective. This is not you know the mid '90s, mid to late '90s NBA where teams bar- barely yeah. cracked a hundred. You right. know, and we're regular just in the mid '90s. So, um, lots of you know, lots of really intriguing things I think there. But the regular season needs to be better. I mean, look, we've talked about it. Like it's, you'd love to see him shorten it after you see these attendance numbers. They're never going to do it. I mean, they just smashed (laughs) attendance records. They're going to make all, you know, you mentioned everything that, you know, the minimums going up and everything else like that. They're just going to keep milking that cow until there's no more milk left. Right. But it's a big cow with a lot of milk. Good point, but when that milk runs dry, yep, it's going to be a skinny crackhead malnourished cow that needs to go into <laughs> rehab for a while. You know what 40s, I mean? Yeah, we're yeah. not building it up, you know, for future use independently. Anyway, Anyways. let's get on the court. Yes, the second season of the NBA, which we're going to see, hopefully, the highest caliber of basketball played. Um, you know, the NBA game at its best is certainly better than the college game at its best. Um, and you had the best players in the world, you know, ramping up to, to try and win a championship. Um, teams that didn't make the playoffs, buddy. Real yeah, quick. They stay in the East. <laughs> they stink. You really got to try to not make players. No. Uh, so That's my East, professional have- opinion. They stink. Uh, Pacers, Wizards, Magic, Hornets, Pistons. Anybody there that really surprises you not making um, at least a playoff or a play-in game? No. The only one where I kind of go... Pacers? "Eh." I was thinking the Wizards because if you remember how well they started out the year, um, just, you know, on fire and then just really probably have played, you know, less than 500 basketball the rest of the way. Um, And that's a direct correlation with Porzingis. You know, they brought him in and he had, he was on fire to start, you know, playing at an all-star level and stop me if you've heard this before, he gets hurt (laughs) and he never really comes back. Oh, kind of comes back for a few games and, you know, 
in and out. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a little bit surprising. Um, well, I don't understand the Pacers uh, real quick. You know, they went from uh, being in the playoffs just about every season, but stuck in the middle of the pack um, and made all these moves and ended up with Halliburton and Buddy Heald. And it, they just went backwards on the court as far yeah. as talent. Um, and maybe that's the plan. You know, if they did recognize that they're stuck in the middle and and they were just never going to get out of it unless they revamped everything. Okay. Uh, I'll sure. give them credit for that. But um, I, I was just surprised by that organization. Everybody else, like you said, you know, the magic are a fun young team. They're going to be fun to watch, you know, going yeah. Forward. I mean, 34 and 48 is not horrible. Yeah. They were 20 and 21 at home. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you have to feel you like some... Caro's you're going to win rookie of the year growing away, you know, and you know, they've got some things to build on there. So yeah. Yeah. That's we'll probably see. the team of, of those five that you would say, Oh, I, I could see them. I mean, look, they were only six games out of the playoffs. Right. Uh, in the West, the aforementioned Mavericks, Utah jazz trailblazers, rockets, spurs. Oh, trailblazers. Anybody. Right. Oh, I mean, that that is that is one of the most disappointing teams of this season. I mean, 33 and 49. Yeah, Uh, it's uh, it doesn't mesh with the talent that they have. It just doesn't make sense to me. No, you know, um, Lillard, uh, Lillard, unfortunately, is turned into hasn't seen a shot he doesn't like. Like, yeah. he, you know, previous seasons with McCollum and um, others, he would, you know, get everyone involved and be the point guard and, and still be a prolific scorer. And now he feels like he's got to do it all himself because he does. And that's yeah. made him uh, a worse player, unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, I think that that you can make an argument for that. Oh, boy. Between them and Dallas, probably the two biggest disappointments of this entire season right. in the NBA. Right. Um, the uh, jazz, not surprising. They traded away everybody. Yeah. No conscious decision for them um, to do what they did this season on the court. So um, yeah, very interesting to see what those teams do in the off season. I'm sure there'll be coaching changes and, you know, I would assume Dallas is going to try to bring in uh, someone that can compliment Luca um, and, you know, get him some help there. Uh, wait, 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 that that's not Kyrie Irving. <laughs> no, that is not Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Who, by the way, is, a, is eligible for free agency. Right. Does he real quick, does he sign anywhere? Uh, here's my opinion. I don't think he signs in Dallas. That's what I'm just no. going to put it out. There. I don't think he signs in Dallas. I think he's going to go somewhere else. He's going to go to one of the lesser teams where he's going to have the ball yeah. uh, in his hand and they can build around him. Kind of the Lamar Jackson in the NFL where you need a certain type of offense and you have to build around, you know, the quarterback. Same thing with Kyrie. He's just proven he's not going to be a complimentary player or, you know, rob into somebody's Batman or anything like that. He needs the ball. Um, all right, let's move forward though. Um, with some of the with these play in matchups, buddy. Yep, uh, what do we got here? So, in the east, we have Miami hosting Atlanta, 
and right. Toronto hosting Chicago. Um, well, let's start with Miami and Atlanta. Yeah, you know, you know Miami. You know, one of the I think one of the last podcasts we did, we were like, this team's dead. Mm. You know, just just not playing well, and uh, I don't want to say they've righted the ship, but they're playing better now than they were earlier in the year. Um, you know, finished just a game out of the sixth spot, uh, and have, you know, they they have a home game. Uh, if they win against Atlanta, they'll be the seven, you know, the seventh seed, and their reward is your Boston Celtics, Mike. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. Eastern Conference Finals rematch. So um from a year ago. So, so Miami's team scoring, they were 30th in the league this year in team scoring. That surprises me. Um they seem to have a lot of firepower, but uh they just they only averaged 109 points, which yeah. puts them 30th in the league. They also shot, you know, 46% from three-point range. Uh, that's 26th in the league. Um, you know, they didn't rebound very well either as a team. So when you start breaking down some of the stats, you see that they're offensively challenged. Uh, yeah. and, and that's going to continue here in the playoffs. As much as I respect Jimmy Butler, as you know, and I think this roster is Spolster's outstanding coach. Uh, they've certainly got some momentum on their side. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they beat Atlanta. Um, but, uh, and not just because they're going to get my Boston Celtics. Uh, I just don't see them going past Miami, going past, uh, the first, first round of the playoffs this year. Uh, no, no, I, and I, I, I agree. I think that, you know, they probably will beat Atlanta. Now Atlanta is an interesting team because, you know, they let Nate McMillan go. They pick up Quinn Snyder. You know, they're cruising on offense. They're averaging 118 points per game, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is right up there uh, as I scroll through that. Yeah. I mean, that's 118. They're uh, second best in the league. Third, I think. Oh, I yeah. Right. Just but yeah, just behind Golden State. Yep. Yeah. Um, and but the Sacramento yeah, right Queens. Um, we'll get to those that get to those that team but um <laughs> i mean i could I, I could certainly see it being a dog fight um but miami you know you mentioned the offensive challenges but defensively they gave up 109 points per right. game so defensively they are fairly solid um but again i'm with you i think miami wins and and moves on um as far um, as that goes will atlanta ever win with trey young um a point guard, the way he shoots and has to have the ball. You know, I, I a couple of years ago they have that great run. I really thought things were going to go well, and right. they just seem to just kind of be middling along since then. So, you know, and you fire the coach. Let's you know, let's give Quinn Snyder a full season. Sure. Um, they certainly have had you know a bit of a rebirth since he's gotten there. Let's see where they are at the end of next year. Um, mm-hmm. But if not, then I think. If they're not, you know, in a good mix in the top four or five next year, I think it, you have to be curious about can they do it with Trey Young? Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Raptors and the Bulls, buddy. Uh, this is an interesting matchup for sure. Uh, 
I, for the life of me, have no idea how the Raptors score on a night in night out basis. You know, I just, I, I don't like their roster. I think Siakam has been overrated from day one. He's got always had potential and you see his length and his, um, size jumping ability you know he tried he's definitely effort guy um but i just think he's limited ultimately he's not going to be uh one of those alphas that's going to carry a team deep mm-hmm. into the playoffs fred von Vliet is also a nice player but not um a playoff leading point guard uh i don't know i i, I don't like this Toronto roster, not because of the reasons I didn't like them in the past. I didn't like Kyle Lowry and some of the other guys right. that were on this team, but this team just um, is doing it with smoke and mirrors to me. Yeah, um, no, I, I I'm with you. I think the, the star power uh, is on the bulls side of things. Um, you know, with, with Zach Levine there. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I would really, I, I, I'm thinking I would favor the Bulls. Yeah. In, I mean, uh, in this matchup. I mean, you got Vukovic and, and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Uh, you know, some nice young players too with the Bulls. Uh, I think their future is brighter, certainly, than Toronto. Yeah. Uh, so this is the. 9-10 matchup, correct? So that is correct. Out. Okay. Loser is out. So Winner remember, plays folks, the right. loser of the 7-8 seven, game. Eight. Right. Um, so that, that will be quite interesting as well. But I do. I see the Bulls winning this game and then, um, you know, going on the matchup with, uh, I think, Miami. Um, and we'll give them a run as well. I, of all of the four playing teams, I see the Bulls coming out of um you know out of all of that um winning winning those games to me uh yep they they're deeper too i i guess i'm sitting here astounded and trying to hold back the positive things i'm saying because they didn't show it on the court like on paper and you know, the times I've seen them, they've looked very good to me, but you know, the record just doesn't get it done. You know, they're, uh, was it 40 and 42? Yep. Two games below 500. Um, I don't know. I, I think the bulls are going to win, but, um, yeah, another team that should be better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the, the, you know, you know they, they win that eight spot and they play the bucks. And I mean, let's be honest, the bucks are, that's, you know, that's a team that's going to throttle them. Um, So it could be interesting. Right. So in the East, um, who, how many teams do you think can come out of the East and represent uh, in the NBA finals? Well, we believe the bucks can certainly the bucks, certainly the Celtics, Okay. Um, 76ers. Could you picture that? Boy, I mean, I can. The challenge is the previous playoff failures and. Right. What has changed? Really? And, and, and Doc Rivers. I mean, right. sure, he won, you know, he won with the Celtics, but since then, just a lot of playoff failures. Um, and 
Joel Embiid, who's played tremendous and and probably yep. will win the MVP, it sounds like from uh, all the narratives out there. Uh, how much better can he play? You know, it's not like he's going to go in the playoffs and, and play 10% more above his head. He's already playing, you know, MVP basketball. So now you got to look at the, you know, the Tyrese Maxis and um, these guys that need to step up and, and deliver at crunch mm-hmm. time. So I could see, I'm with you, I could see the Sixers representing the East, but it's yeah. not, it's a little blurry. What yeah. about the Cavaliers? I mean, defensively, the Cavs are tremendous. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they are they are the best defensive team in the league. Um, I, the challenge for them is they're not very experienced. Sure, you got Spider Mitchell, and that's going to help them quite a bit. Right. Um, but the rest of the roster hasn't seen a lot of playoff success. Now, they're the four. They're going to have the home court, you know, over a Knicks team that doesn't also doesn't have a ton of playoff experience. Um, so I think that could help them in that first round, but then they're going to have to, if they win, they're going to go play the bucks. Um, I don't think we're going to, we probably won't break that series down this week, but that Cavs next series, uh, I think it's going to be as good a series as we're going to see in the first round. Yep. Oh, uh, I, I completely agree. I, I, those teams are... match teams that, have the potential to make deep runs, have some superstars, have some yep. very good role players, good coaching, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be uh, very evenly matched. And I think very compelling. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about that more next week, but yeah. still. Um, so I think that's it, Mike. So I, I think it's You're four. three and maybe four. Um, okay. I mean, look, okay. I, I like the Knicks. They do a lot of good things. Um there'd there'd have to be some upsets you'd have to the the like the nets would have to beat the sixers and um you know take right. one of those With teams three out teams right bucks celtics fixers above them and yeah. and the Cavs, right know, literally but they would have yeah. and potentially um i agree it would be very difficult but this next team has been fun to watch and they're you know they get on a little bit of a roll that New York city will be up for grabs. Uh, yep. They're starving for them. Uh, mm, yes, they are to do better. Anything else on the East buddy? Nope. Um, I, I, I think we, we've got done a good job encapsulating the Eastern conference. Um, let's move to the West, Mike, where my Los Angeles Lakers mm-hmm. um, eight and two in their last 10, uh, Mike, this team, and we've talked about it. Um, Anthony Davis comes back. LeBron goes out. The players, you know, they, they've gotten into some nice roles. Um, and LeBron comes back. Now I know he had eight threes in the game the other night um, against Utah, which is fine, but he he's played a bit of a backs, uh, you know, been in the back seat a little bit. And that's been good. I mean, this, this is a, this is a, a Lakers team. I don't want to say nobody wants to play them, but um, they're playing their best basketball. Um, they've been much better defensively uh, the last, you know, 10 games or so. Uh, plus, you know, you have to like them. I mean, Anthony Davis has played out of his mind. Um, you know, knock on wood, he stays healthy. Um, 
But yeah, you, and you said a mouthful there, buddy. Yes. First, first statement. <laughs> Darvin Ham and the boys figured out who plays what roles in what minutes. Yep. And when LeBron was out, Anthony Davis became the focus of the offense. Yep. And that engaged him on defense. And he's played, like you said, out of his mind lately. And LeBron, to his credit, has taken a back seat since he's been back. And not not in a wimpy way, not in a, you know, what people are going to criticize him because he's supposed to be, you know, the ultimate alpha male. But this light in his career, this is who he's supposed to be. Yeah. Now, the question is, will his ego allow him to do that in the playoffs? Yeah. Because there's going to be games and series where it's going to be like, he's going to be tempted to take over and do things that he can do or has done in the past, but maybe physically can't do anymore. Um, yeah. But either way, it's going to take away from the flow of what they have going on now. So yeah. if he can keep his ego in check enough to be Batman or Robin instead of Batman, you're right. This team is scary. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And I, you know, I think this is where, you know, LeBron has accomplished so many different things. This is where you really see, has he learned from all of his years of experience? Because I agree with you. There's going to be some times there's going to be some spots and look, there's going to be moments where you're going to want LeBron to have the ball, um, of course. Right. but not dominate can- the ball, not taking you know tons of bad shots and forcing some things let the other players do what they've been doing for the last you know 20 games or so um and if he At can do that size, this- if he goes down low and starts posting up the guys trying to guard him with his strength mm-hmm. forget about it if he's doing that then they're going to be fine so watch yeah. for that early if he's on the outside bombing eight threes a game uh, you know, and takes the ball across half court and never passes it. You know, that's yeah. going to happen on a possession or two, of course. Yeah. But consistently doing that, then that's a problem for the Lakers. So, yep. Dave, we got to talk about the jackasses that are the Minnesota. Chinese oh, I was going to call them the piece of trash organization and use <laughs> one of your micisms. Yeah. Oh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. What a. I don't think they're pieces of trash. That's reserved for <laughs> Cleveland Browns and the Alabama Okay, Crimson but I wanted to just throw the something out stuff. there. But yeah, no, I get it. It's yeah, it, it's it's ugly, folks. Look, I, I saw the Lakers play them, you know, I don't know, a week or two weeks ago. They looked disinterested. Um, just coming down, chucking up threes, just brick city, you know, went like five, six, seven minutes without scoring any points, and the Lakers just dominated them. And then you get the nonsense that happened happened. over the weekend. So you got Rudy Gobert, the stifle tower, (laughs) looking to stifle some teammates as he throws a punch during a timeout in the second quarter and punches one of his teammates, Mike. What the beep is going on in Minnesota? They say, see ya, Rudy Gobert. And is he suspended indefinitely. Is that uh, no? They just, just so they sent him home. 
right. after in the second quarter of that game. And now he is suspended for he's traveling with the team, but suspended okay. for this first game against the Lakers. Okay. So and they're then, in the, uh, are they in the seven, eight game or the eight and nine? They're in the nine, seven, eight yeah. game. They're playing. They okay. are going so they to LA lose to play the Lakers. Still win the next game. And, and right. And, and Gobert continue. could play in the next game. Right, 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 right. That's so, well, it was one of these pansy ass French punches too, because it missed badly. And wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, go roll up some crepes and, uh, I got to finish that off with. Uh, anyway, yeah. so then, yeah, Jaden McDaniels, who yeah. he took up the who Gobert threw the punch at, I believe, or was at least involved in the fracas, um, goes into the tunnel and punches the wall and breaks his hand. Oh yeah, no, um, I, I'm not sure exactly. It was Kyle Anderson. Oh, that um, took the that, shot, that took the shot from Gobert. Right. But yes, Jaden McDaniels, yeah, punches the wall. And then uh, the dumbest statement that I've ever heard. They're not sure if that was related to him fracturing his hand. Oh, right, right. Really? <laughs> then how else did he do it? Was he rolling crepes with Rudy Gobert? Because I don't <laughs> think so. There's a video of him punching his hand and then shaking it vig- vigorously because it hurt so much. Yeah, I wonder what happened there. So yeah. now your number one center is suspended. Your number two center's got a broken hand, and LeBron James is, you know, waiting for you on the other side of half court. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, good luck with all that. Yeah, um, good goodbye, Minnesota. Uh... What's happening? And and poor. Um, who's their best player? I can't think of his name. Are you thinking of Anthony Edwards? Yeah, he's just there trying to, like, yeah, guys, can we just get along? Guys, Mm. can we just put everything aside and get along? And he just wants to win basketball games. I think he's a tremendous player with a tremendous upside, and um, he's just stuck um, with these idiots as teammates, yeah. uh, yeah, the only thing I would the only thing I would say in fairness to Minnesota, like as a team, Carl Anthony Towns did miss 50 games this year with injuries. Tell me if sure. you've heard that before. Um, <laughs> but that being said, uh, yeah, this this team is going nowhere. Um, I fully Quickly. expect the Lakers to dispatch of them um, tomorrow night, sure. Tuesday, and 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 that'll be it. Done and yeah. done. And uh, the other game, buddy? Yes, the New Orleans Pelicans hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, good. We're going to see Zion Williamson in some playoff Mm, action. Well, he's not playing in the play-in games. He isn't, Dave. That's shocking to me. He's played so much. Is he worn Uh -uh. down? Has he he played so much? Played with self? I don't know. He's I, not played NBA basketball. He's not played NBA basketball. No, that is that is for certain. So, oh. yeah, there'll be no Zion, but you know, Brandon Ingram. Uh, look, they, they still have a they still have a, a very good roster. Good um, yeah. You know, we've talked about the Pelicans for like what seems like an eternity or the last three mm-hmm. years. Um, you know, CJ McCollum. Um, 
you know, they, they have a very, very good, you know, Valanchunas has had a, a, you know, been a really good addition for them, obviously, but they need Zion. Right. I mean, they're not going anywhere without Zion. And right now Zion is not playing. So Dave, we had um, quite a few players score uh, 30 points or more this season in, in a game. Um and I'm wondering if you know who the league leader was this season in 30 point plus games oh, God. as a scorer. Does 30 points also include 40 points? Yes, 30 and above. Okay. I believe it was Donovan Mitchell. Uh, no, I believe you're wrong. Oh. Uh, third place, tie, or tied for second, were Luca and Joel Embiid with. 44 different times they scored 30 or more. Oh, you know what it was? I saw um, he had, uh, Mitchell had a high number of 40 yes. plus point games. And that's what I was thinking. Okay. So, so one player had 45 different times a season. He scored 30 or more. He's in this series. Oh, is it uh, Gilgis Alexander? SGA, Shig. Alexander. Yes. Now, granted, he's one of maybe their only two options score points on <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But I got to give Oklahoma City Thunder credit because here's a team with not a ton of talent, no superstars, but they're playing together. They're playing defense. They're rebounding. You know, they're doing the things they need to do to make the playoffs. The antithesis of what the Mavericks did also. Hmm. Um, is this OKC team? So, so SGA comes down and he passes, and he's on his left is Jalen Williams, and on his right is Dart Jalen Williams. They have oh. two Jalen Williams two <laughs> on the team. Uh, but anyways, yeah, uh, no, yeah. just an interesting, fun team to watch. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to win anything necessarily. Um, no. And this is the team that had, you know, that drafted Chet Holmgren too. That's right. Um, you point. know, and then he got hurt and he's been out the whole year. So um, yep. it's definitely so who's gonna come out of these four or I guess two teams will come out of it, but <laughs> what's the... yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's the Lakers um, yeah. and I, I, I think the Pelicans too. I, I the, Zion, no Zion. I just think overall they're, they're more talented. Okay. Um as far as that goes. Um, so same question in the West. How many teams can you see representing the West in the NBA finals? Can you see the Nuggets? Yes. Okay. The Memphis Grizzlies? Yep. Okay. The Queens? Oh, boy. Yep. They've had they've had such a great year, you know, but they haven't been in the playoffs in so long, but they have – you know, they're going to have, you know, they're home, home court. Advantage. Well, they'll have home court in the first the round most, and then yeah. second round. They'll be, you know, in Memphis, but look at Sacramento talked about it all year, 25 and 16 on the road. So mm-hmm. if there's a team, you know, that could play well on the road in Memphis, uh, mm-hmm. Sacramento is potentially that team. No way you would have said that at the beginning of this season. Um, the Suns, Mike, I think, you know, with the star power, definitely, um, 
they really have looked good the last few games, you know, yeah. uh, with Chris Paul and Durant really getting into uh, – and same thing with Ego and, and Devin Booker. Can he – will he allow the ball to leave his hands and, and, and get the job done? Yep. Um, with the two veterans, you know, if they were younger guys or even the same age, maybe not, but I think he'll defer to those two. Um, all right. Sons, yes. The playoff P list Clippers. Nope. Nope. I, I don't so care if they have Kawhi. It's just, it's the Clippers. Golden I, State I just, Warriors, Dave. Absolutely. Golden State Warriors can win it. The Warriors. Um, <laughs> With their 11 and 30 record on the road, they finished off, Mike. They were nine and 30 and had two road games at the end of the year. And I was, I said to, I said to my boys, wouldn't it be something for this team to finish with less than 10 losses at home and less than 10 wins on the road? Oh yeah. But they pulled it out. They won their last two road games and moved into that six spot uh, to stay out of the play in tournament. And their reward is a series with the Sacramento Queens. Right. But here's why I think an upset, not only for the experience factor, let's remember Golden State and Sacramento are like 80 miles apart. So they, they're probably going to take a bus and sleep in their own beds, you know, and mm-hmm. not have to, at least not have to travel a long way. Yep. Um, and, and that matters to, to NBA players. Whether you sure. Like or not. Um, and then, you know, they'll be able, because of that, they'll have more time to ramp up, you know, Wiggins and Gary Payton, you know, who's coming back from injury. Um, so uh, I, I would not be surprised at all to see Golden State um, take out the Kings. Um, yeah. That's, you know, so, so I agree with you. The Kings uh, or the, the Warriors certainly couldn't win it all. Uh, and then we have to ask the Lakers, could they win it all? Could you picture that? Oh, I, I mean, I definitely can. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're... If they're if they're the seven, they they're going to play the Grizzlies in the first round. I mean, the Grizzlies are thirty five and six at home. Um, just a tremendous, you know, they've had a tremendous year, good year last year too. But I mean, this Lakers team, you know, they they have the playoff experience. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing well. I, I certainly could see them. I mean, but you know, it's it's going to be because they're could be the seven or the. Yeah, um, it's it's an uphill battle for them for sure. Uh, no, for sure. It'll be a monumental ton of road games. Uh, it's almost like for me, they'd have to win this very difficult road to a championship to validate the bubble championship. You know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah. I would certainly stop giving them a hard time about the bubble championship if they could walk this road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, if they were able to do that, and we're only talking about the Western Conference playoffs, they still right you know, would have to beat, you know, arguably the Bucks, the Celtics, and maybe the Sixers. Uh, those, those teams all have, you know, tremendous talent, oh, yeah. multiple, you know, the star power to, to go up against and some younger star power too. So, I mean, that would be tremendous, but let's sure. start with the play in game tomorrow. Let's win as Lakers fans. Let's win tomorrow against Minnesota, not have to play a second game. Um, 
and then line up to 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 play the Grizzlies. Yep, absolutely. All right, buddy. Uh, anything else you want to get out there with this playoff uh, round, the play-in rounds, or um, you know, any um, other brilliant observations you might have to share before no. next week's uh, regular round games start? No, no, I think we're good. We, you know, we really okay. covered, we covered a lot here. Um, talked about a lot of teams, a lot of different scenarios. Um, I, I, this has been a robust NBA podcast, uh, long overdue. I think, you know, we, we've talked about during the season that we did not give the NBA its due despite its mediocre regular season. Um, <laughs> there were things to talk about and so you know, we'll deal yeah. with that. But now the playoffs are here. Mike and I will be keeping our eyes and ears stuck to uh, the NBA and the playoff season to see how that goes. We hope you will be along the way on the ride with us as we continue to talk NBA. Um, follow us on the social medias. Listen to us where you get your podcast. Watch us on YouTube if you can stomach this nonsense. Uh, <laughs> that is the two of us uh, video-wise. We'd love to uh, have you continue to do that. Engage with us with the Twitter polls. Find out, you know, let us know how you're thinking about how we're doing. All of that good stuff here. We welcome all of it here at Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen as we strive for five. Have a good night, everybody.